Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? You ready? It's the gods, the drugs from my generation, and it's a sex, the gods, the fake, the fraud, the messing with me. Come on, come on, come on! Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. Talk to you. If I can be serious for a minute. For the love of God, stay away from the Dippin' Dogs. Move to the music, play the music, move it to the music. Acknowledge me. Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny and your podcast Jedi. I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. He is a cat lover. It's DPP. That worked out. Came down right at the right time. He's holding a cat, everybody. Yes, indeed he is. And joining us as well this week, the third member of the Triumphant Trifecta of Triangular Podcasting. He is also velvety when he speaks. It's Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Greetings and salutations, and please forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm talking while I'm eating all my muffins, talking my shit. It just seems like that kind of week, right? Eating your muffins? Sure. Tutty, 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 you consider yourself a journalist? No. Are are you friends with uh, formerly known as Chairshot Steven? (laughs) <laughs> i am definitely not friends with uh that guy no i am not oh. you mean you mean fuck boy oh we, we we have something in common i'm just saying if you fancy yourself a journalist in this wrestling game <laughs> you might want to disclose who you're friends with uh 
hey, peace, love, and copyright, brother. <laughs> All right. And, and, and rounding out the quintessential quartet of quadrangular podcasting, it is the trivia trickster himself, dressed today in a beautiful creamsicle jersey to support his Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. It's A.J. Beleza. Better beat them damn fucking cowgirls. Let's go. I don't know. I don't have you winning that game. Sorry. Yeah. If it happens, right. it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Jersey? We're still winning the fucking South. <laughs> no. And coming in a, is that Steve Young? <laughs> Dude, I wish it was a Steve Young jersey. You know how many times I've heard that just walking out in public? I'm like, no, it's a fucking Jameis Winston jersey. And coming in at second this week is Al Del Greco. I can't go on. You remember those Shout commercials? Sad day. No. Shout out to Al <laughs> Del Greco, though. What's the last time he got referenced on anything? Even uh, in his I, own household. Pro- probably like I, three, I, four years, maybe? I like to reference him a lot. Say the less. Nike commercials he did, the top five NFL players of the week every week, he was number one. And then one week, they're like going strong. They're like, and then number two, Al Del Greco. I can't go on. I don't even <laughs> remember him on Tampa Bay. Didn't he play for the Oilers? He didn't play for Tampa Bay. I think Dan was just being. No, funny. I don't. I don't think he played for it. It was, a, it was a low number, and I then Al Del Greco's just the greatest kicker ever. So you know, I don't. I don't. All right. Well, well it, you know what? Top one hundred last week. This is this is for this is. This I'm is not for, doing top one hundred kickers. I will. Yeah, uh, all time. Our kickers resignation right now. <laughs> the kickers and punters. There we go. All right. So uh, the Colts already immediately got it. Number one, Adam Vinatieri. Number two, Pat McAfee. No, Reggie Roby. Fuck out of here. There we go. Spell Vanderjack. S-U-C-K-M-Y-A-S-S. All right. This week, just for Ray, we're going to let everybody know what's happening on the 340th edition of the podcast known as DWI. Well. Well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. And just for Ray, it's the big show. Sheesh. That cheat on here. All right, we're gonna Bander go over some things that happened. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go over some things that happened in Cardiff. Um, I think these guys probably have some comments about the dumpster fire known as AEW. Mm. We will have trivia after deliberation, and of course, Seinfeld will close the show, season three, episode twelve, the red dot, which is it's in the it's uh, it's near the top for me in one of the best episodes of so I'd say top ten percent so we will get there all right um yeah why don't we take a commercial break let's do that and then someone can tell Dan to ring the bell when we get back okay DWI podcast Chairshot Radio Network part of the Chairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And don't forget to head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Always use your head. Hey, AJ, hey, he gives me the hand hey, signals. Hey, I let me be the one to tell hey, DP to ring the bell. And then he forgets hey, to do it. Hey, hey, hey. DPP! Ring, ring the bell. The bell. <laughs> yeah. Hang that bell. Everybody ring that bell. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys enjoy? How did you guys enjoy an afternoon Saturday afternoon pay per view from Cardiff? Uh, what was your enjoyment factor? What'd you do? How'd it go? I enjoyed it at the wrong uh, p.m. a.m. I watched yeah, you it twelve hours it. later. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was drinking beer and watching it, and thoroughly enjoyed it actually from everything that I saw. What happened, Dan? The cheese curd festival was in town or some shit? That's kind of funny. <laughs> probably, there probably yeah. was one. But... Yeah, come on, man. Pop, that was funny. Come on, man. You give it to me. <laughs> we live in the same town now, asshole. <laughs> oh, you so didn't you get an invite. Cheese curd. So you just skipped the cheese curd festival this year, huh? <laughs> There's no need for a festival when they're available everywhere all the time. It's like was... one big cheese curd festival. Welcome to Wisconsin. I was about to say, what's wrong, man? You're you lactose one lactating? I'm sure there's very, a correlation, by the very way. Very tolerant. Very tolerant of the lactose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved um, whatever the hell this shit was called, man. I had my beer. I had my pizza. I had my baby. We were hanging out like wet clothes, man. It was a good time. I had my beer, my pizza, and my baby. Why does it sound like the intro to a country song? Yes, I got my beer, my pizza, and my baby. Drinking a pizza. They love me, maybe. But I wanna make one thing Must be clear. The the show. If my baby left, I still got beer. That right there just hit. Yeah, the country music that. awards right there. I must have Perfect. I, when they sang that I one. am officially the only person allowed to sing country music on this very show from here on forward. <laughs> oh, shut up, man. Y'all love David Allen Poe or Co or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> exactly yeah, I, know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I know exactly what album you're talking I also, about. Yeah. I, also, Chris, I'm also a big fan of Edgar Allan Cole. <laughs> No, hey, the real, real, real spin, Quote the Raven. Uh, I got friends and, in low at, places. At no, wait, that's not We it. were talking one day before we started recording, and Tuddy, I can't remember if it was Tuddy or Dan. I think it was Tuddy. He was like, oh, yeah, I really love David Allen Coe. I said, oh, no, really? Now? I, said, <laughs> I, said I, liked, I said I liked the one song. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I know what song you like. She no, I'm said kidding. I will <laughs> have the kids, and she was moving out. No, no, no. What's the song? What's the song? Darlin. You don't have to call me Darlin. You never yeah, even called me by my way. name. <laughs> that's the only one, asshole. Who would bring that shit up? Google oh. it. You 
But no, no. All right, guys. No. Let's talk about wrestling. Come on, honestly, match of the year candidate, right? Gunther and Sheamus. Guys. That oh, that yeah. was that was freaking phenomenal. I was gonna say that good, match. Good old, uh... Yeah, was fantastic. Like I loved, especially loved the intro when they came. He came out and introduced the rest of them. You know, brought back. Uh... Oh God, what's his name? Uh, Giovanni. Well, Kaiser, Fabian uh, Eichner. Yeah, the rest of them. And reintroduced him back as Imperium was kind of cool. I really like that. I like this whole setup. I like the standoff in the ring while the other guys are brawling. And that was just a fight and a half. That was just awesome to watch him just slug it out. It was just a different type of match to see, which was perfect. You know, it's, it's what I was talking about. You know, you can get different types of matches now and have, you know, have a you know cruiserweight match and then you have this kind of match after that where it's just this slugfest which was just ridiculous to watch big boys fucking each other up and i oh go ahead ring the bell for yourself though dan before uh, aj continues because the 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 variety that you brought up that's Hmm. really what wrestling should be more like the circus more variety but go go ahead adam i apologize no, you're good, Chris, because it, it, it should be that way where it's like, yeah, there's going to be something for somebody. You just got to make sure that you, like, punch it home. And I do believe on the dirtiest of dirty sheets, uh, everyone's favorite wrestling uncle actually gave it five stars. He actually gave a WWE match five stars for once in a while. But, no, that was that was such a beautiful fight, evening the odds with Eichner, because I'm not going to call him Giovanni Venici. Coming in and evening the odds against Sheamus, uh, Butch, Butch in Holland, and in, in Holland, yeah. Butch. But no, that that was that was a nice big boy match. I I appreciated the fuck out of that. Honestly, I wish that's where the evolution of wrestling would have went. You know what we saw with Gunther, formerly Walter, and Sheamus. As opposed to the hippy dippy flippy no selling bullshit, like like Dan was saying earlier, man, that's cool for a match here and there, but that can't be everything up and down the card. You know what I mean? It's too hard to suspend disbelief. But yeah, that match was an absolute banger, and I mean that quite literally because they beat the holy hell out of each other. Does Gunther add his name to the extremely short list of people? that could possibly end Roman's reign. Yeah, I think that's killed the cross, but yeah. Yeah, you've got to be on the list, right? You think Karrion Cross has a chance in fucking blue hell of beating Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Championship? Probably not. I would bet everything that I fucking have and and if I and if I win, all you have to do is give me a donut. Kieran Cross will not. <laughs> Cross will not be the motherfucker taking the belt from Gee. Roman Reigns. Period. End of story. Peace. Maybe one of them, but not both of them. I'm not making that bet, but that's how strongly I feel. PC Tunny literally just said betting dollars to donuts. <laughs> yeah, he did. Pop. Well done. <laughs> you you I, know that's why. Here's my list. It's Cody. It's The Rock, and it's Gunther, Seth Rollins. That's it. That's all I got on that list. Do, I do you know what would be amazing? Have... 
I mean, tell me, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the end all be all telling you I'm right and you're fucking wrong, but mm. that's how I feel about carrying cross. Chris, who do you have any of those four people not on your list and who else is on that yeah. list? And then we'll go to AJ. Number one, the rock is definitely not on that list because the rock is 50 years old. If we're blessed enough to get him in another match, it doesn't need the title. The rock transcends the title. So you might as well put the titles in another match. That's to an argument that we had another day. Down the road. Okay, cool. Is, is that um, That's a great point. Yeah. Uh Brown Breaker, he's gotta be on that list. And and Killian Cross. Like Triple H sees money in this guy. Like that Killian dude is Cross. fucking money, man. It's a fucking that dude is money. We're gonna manage him down to the ring. Here comes Careless LaBird with Killian Cross. <laughs> that was great. I don't know, man. Man, his face, his face looks like he he don't really like types of people that Careless the Bird are. Uh, I'm not going to go all the way there, but he, I got he it. just seemed no, like I got it. I, got it. I, I totally got it. Oh, but, I, I mean, there's clearly money in that guy and the presentation and everything that he he does in the ring, man. So, yeah, I could see a scenario where Killian Cross ends up being the title. But, yeah, and Brown Breaker. So, I'd say Brown Breaker, Cody, Killian Cross. That's the list. AJ? I love how Platt keeps saying Killian Cross instead of he's mixing Killer Cross and Carrion Cross together. <laughs> don't give me I that. I call yeah. just saying okay, it cool. wrong on purpose. But I don't I don't have Cross on my list. I have Braun on my list. Cross Breaker. Him. Cross him off, eh? Uh, I crossed him off. It's hick, TikTok. Off TikTok not on my list. You have Braun on your list. I have Braun Breaker on my list. Braun Breaker. I have Gunther and I have Cody. Cody being like the number one person to take it, it off of him. Is it Braun Breaker or Braun Breaker? I don't fucking it's it, the Steiner. It's B R O W B R O N, no W. It's Braun. Braun. Like LeBron. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want anybody that's announcing him to the ring to call him Braun. Consider. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, brings up a, a curious point. question. No, you make a point. Is there are they gonna are they gonna do a, is is the, Vince gonna come back to change his name when he comes up to the other to the roster because they already have a Braun. Well, who is you can have a Braun and a Braun. Kevin Owens. Yes. He's just break. Hey, he's just break. Call, break hey, no, hey Theory. No, no, no. Hey Theory. You found your first name. I can call you Austin again. Theory <laughs> found his first name. Uh, who else found their first name? There's a couple of people that actually have first names again. Matt, Matt Riddle. Riddle. Matt Riddle again, and uh, uh, Seth Rollins changed his name though. Now he's just going to go by Freaking. It's very weird. <laughs> very weird. We're going the wrong no. way with things. No, there, there, no. there's another person that that was funny. That was funny. But there's another person that also have has their first name again. Oh, uh, Chapa, Tommaso Chapa. Tommaso has Tommaso back. Can we get Biggie Langston back in this Bella Farm? That's a well, hard ass name, back man. In the first That's place. cool as shit. Touche. Yeah, That's nice. Fair. That's fair. But yes, that would be nice. <laughs> Knowing Triple H, he might actually call Breaker Rex Steiner. He might actually do that. He might change his name. Yeah, you can't, Steiner, you can't trademark his real name, though, man. But it's not his real name. That's just his last name. Yeah, that's his real last oh. name. So if he leaves, he can still be I Rex got... Steiner. Uh, they, here's what they should change his name to. And I'll, this will be the end of this conversation. We can move on to the next topic. They should change his name to Walter. Um <laughs> <laughs> What else? What else? What else? How did you guys like the fact that they had to sing karaoke after the final match to make sure there weren't riots in, in Cardiff? So that, I heard that, that was like. a 
Well, I heard that was a mistake, and they were supposed to have cut the feed, but they let it run for some reason. Somebody made a mistake. Somebody fucked up. But they, they were supposed to cut the feed, and that's supposed well, yeah, to just show that audience out there. Because McIntyre even said, I don't even know if we're on the air anymore or not, right? So that kind of yeah. gave that one away, and that didn't seem yeah. like he was. But I enjoyed it. I mean, the people came. But I, the one thing I threw out at Dan, and he agreed with me 100%, is, why, well, and, and obviously if it wasn't supposed to happen, then that wasn't it. But they could have done it and planned it and had Tyson Fury turn on McIntyre during karaoke to set up a WrestleMania match. Well, that's another reason why I think that wasn't supposed to air because that's what I was thinking the entire time that Tyson Fury was going to end up knocking his ass out. Like he did AJ Blaz, AKA theory. And that never happened. So that's another reason that I give credence to somebody fucked up. And that wasn't supposed to air. I'm going to have to like cut my fucking hair or something. I swear to God, <laughs> you're going to do something. Cause Platt said something, man, you're going to be doing shit nonstop. He's just going to keep fucking with you. Hey, man, I'm like E.F. Hutton, baby. When I talk, motherfuckers listen. Okay? Huh? Huh? Somebody to get that. Google it, motherfucker. shit. Google it, man. Read a book sometime, goddammit, shit. There there are so many things from Clash of the Castle that I really liked that, I mean, we all know about the one dude that had the shirt. We're not going to discuss it further than the shirt. I missed it. No, 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 no. I got to chide PC Tutty. I was tardy to the party, so I couldn't respond to it. Fuck you, but it was hilarious. And you oh! Said, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What did it say? That, what, little what inside of baseball, but oh, that shit was funny, Benoit's man. a bad dad. Better, better right? dad than... Better dad than Chris Benoit. Than edit. He said, he said, I'm a better dad than Chris Benoit, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I, who <laughs> sent that? You did, AJ? Someone sent it. I don't... I don't the ASAP sent it. Someone sent it. I'm like, man, you... Yeah, you should have pulled it that flat. I would have lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, but that shit but, was funny. You know? That was funny. Yeah, that, but, but you know the one thing that I loved that I know for a fact that Ray had to have a touch in it is how Dominic turned on Edge and Ray. Because that clothesline was identical to Eddie doing a clothesline onto Ray turning heel. And that was picture perfect one-to-one. There are videos, if you want to go look it up on social media where it's the exact same short arm lariat to knock out ray and then just walking off i believe i called that thank you she, we all called that and then she we, came, we, we all knew that was gonna happen and then she came out on That's raw cool. and, and told ray i made a man out of your son so folks, good for dominic folks we all <laughs> knew it but i'm the only one who said it last week if you want to go back and listen to the 339th edition of the dwi podcast and told you that he was going to join judgment day as well so yes, yes that's yeah no you did say that too Thank but, you. but also also shout out before we go back to plan shout out to uh the entire crowd on that monday night raw chanting eddie's da- uh, eddie's son that was fun during that entire segment in the beginning of the show that was fun i swear that's why he grew the mullet out to kind of steer into that skid because why else would you grow out a mullet in 2022 and you're 25 years old Chris, we have we have but, no, no in our 40s. We have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. How many mullets do you see running around, Tony? I don't know, but when we were Enough. in high school, we used to play a game that if we were all hanging out somewhere and we saw a mullet, the last person to say mullet when they seen the mullet would have to touch the mullet. 
I mean, to be fair, man, that's more of a y'all community thing, and I see some weird ass shit from these kids in my community. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, Mullins I was might about to be say, back. I, as far as I know, Mullins might be back. I, I don't know. You if, you have a point, man. You have a but point. It, I, something tells me if you go about let me three translate. hours south, let me translate. Let me translate. Ooh, it's y'all yeah. weird ass white motherfuckers with the Mullins. Well, I mean, I don't even know. And what do they call them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called shags. They're not even called mullets in my community, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see what a shag is? Go uh, Google Bobby Brown in like 1985. But um, uh, Seth and Rollins and Riddle, they had a damn good match. I'm happy that that feud is continuing. The main event. There were a few times that my booty hole puckered a little bit, thinking that Drew was going to go over. There, there were like they, God, they. they I just taken Twitter wait, to wait, fucking wait, task wait, wait, all wait, match. Wait, These wait, idiots wait, fucking wait, thought wait, Roman wait, was going to lose. Wait, wait, I'm wait, like, wait. oh yeah, that was it, wasn't it? You dumb motherfuckers! What the fuck did you say? Your booty hole puckered? <laughs> yeah, because I was so adamant that. Roman wasn't going to lose, and I was going to look like a dick if he did. You know what I mean? But Roman is great at that. Roman is probably the master at the 2.99 kickout. Like, how many matches have we seen with Roman? Even when the crowd wasn't fucking with him, man, how many matches have we seen with him where you thought that was it, and he kicked out literally at the very last millisecond? He's just really good at that. Well, seeing as he's been champ for... 730 plus days and i predicted this 900 fucking days ago and we're not even 239 yet there was zero puckerment in my butterment well good for you sir you need some ointment or something to help move it along who told you to put the bomb on did i tell you to put the bomb on did the doctor tell you to put the bomb on no one knows what a bomb does we're not there yet jackie what else uh, happened on this show? The the six woman tag at the beginning that was pretty cool. Yeah, the the Judgment Day Ray and Edge thing that was that was good. Am I missing anything? Uh, Liv uh, and Shayna Liv mean... uh, survived again. That was the other one you haven't touched on. Yeah, oh, it was so funny because like ten seconds into the match, uh, Shayna's kicking out of Liv's finisher, and I'm like, well, now what is she gonna do? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we we also completely it was a it was a roll up. Yeah, I mean we also completely uh, glossed over the fact with that Reigns match that uh, let's see Jimmy and Jay weren't allowed into Cardiff. Oh yes, we got to talk about. Oh man, you know. How many months? Go ahead. How many goddamn months was I calling for that shit? And then I finally gave up on it, and here he shows up finally. God damn it! It's because he. God damn wrestling. It. And I, I love ready. It. You know, once they, you know, honestly though, you could have, when you think about it, they had advertised Heyman to be there. Once he comes out without Heyman, you're like, something, that should have, so, something's up. That yeah. should have set the bells off. But it didn't for me either. Granted, I had started drinking right when the show started. So I was three and a half hours in. So I was as, just enjoying the shit soon, out of it. As soon as I saw that Claymore out of Drew, I'm like, Oh wait a minute! Isn't there another Usa? Something, and then I just something's got to happen, right? In the back of my mind, I thought about it, but honestly, I thought the more likely scenario was that either Tyson Fury or right. Killian Cross was going to get involved in into the festivities. I mean, the Austin Theory could have been a way to schmoz the match too on Drew, like give him a, a dirty, like not be clean, like where the ref like 
the refs are distracted and Roman used the briefcase, not only to knock out theory, but McIntyre. And then he gets the pin that way. Like there's a lot of different things you could have done there. Right. Um, but I, in the end, what, what do you guys expect now from Sokoa and how does he, what's going to, I mean, I love the dynamic right now that Sami Zayn and Jimmy Uso are like almost best friends and Jay Uso can't stand Sami Zayn. Like this is, this is all time classic fucking shit right here. This, this is honestly some of the best backstage storyline stuff ever. And Sami Zayn is very quietly moving up the ranks on the all time list for at least me, PC Tony, because that guy is so fucking underrated. That guy is so fucking valuable. Are you kidding me? You want to know why Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were never fucking going anywhere, you dumb AEW douchebags? It's because why would you fucking leave WWE when you're making all that fucking money with all that fucking exposure and you're involved in every single good storyline? Those two are always on TV. Hashtag use your head. Isn't it going to be great? when Solo Sokoa nudges Sami Zayn out of there because the real brother's actually there now, and Sami Zayn gets pushed out, Kevin Owens says, I told you so, and KO and Sami Zayn take the tag titles off the Usos at WrestleMania? Holy shit. What a babyface pop DP that's going to be. Prediction. Oh, my God. DP yeah. A prediction. Ring well, the bell for yourself because you literally took the words out of my mouth. Ah, literally, nice. that's what I was going to say because that's where they're going. They're gonna, you know, because Sammy's gonna be looking at Sokoa like, "Hey, what the fuck, G? Like, bro, I'm right here." And yeah, yeah it's ultimately going to lead to KO and Sammy reuniting and and taking the titles off the USO. So, yeah, nice. but it, I mean, it's it's been excellent storytelling so far. And Sammy Zayn, goddamn, did y'all see the SmackDown a few weeks ago where he broke Roman and Jay, even though Jay is supposed to hate his guts and he, he couldn't help but. To... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I go out and I do my dance, you know. Da, 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 well, da, da. The better one was they couldn't, I mean, they were losing it in the ring introducing Roman for the celebration when, when fucking Sammy's in there. He's just like, yee, yay, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, slow down, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. I, 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 I also entertain that I am. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but the Photoshop picture of like, everyone knows the, the picture of the, the twins, Jimmy and Jay with. Fucking Roman, someone photoshopped a picture of a young Sami Zayn in there too. <laughs> like, yeah, he was always part of the bloodline. Come on. Do you guys see? Uh, I mean, first, I'd like to see Sami Zayn treat Sokoa like a rookie. <laughs> Have him, like, you know, go get donuts or, you know, carry bags or something. But what about, like, oh, man, I just, I could see Roman, like, favorite, continue to favor Sami, though. Like, even more so. Like, Sammy becomes number two, even over Jay and Jimmy. And then all of a sudden, that's where your turn could happen. I don't know. It's so interesting. I'm just in love with the whole storyline right now. And shout out to the wise man who's still selling that F5 through the table. That's good shit. That's such good shit. Even though he's doing voiceovers and shit, but that's neither here nor there. That's such good shit. I think you got enough surrounded Roman right now that you can give him a little vacation before we get to uh, Survivor Series. Well, that's probably what's going to happen, man. We, he's probably going to be very sporadic on television until we get to Survivor Series. Sure. Who? So, 
you know, you got extreme rules in the, the second weekend of October, I believe it is. And then nothing till then, then just survivor series. That's it for the rest of the year till January 1st. There's only two pay-per-views between now and new year's day. Sweet. That sounds wonderful. What? I was about to say, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, they got yeah. rid of TLC. There's nothing in December. There's nothing in October. There wasn't anything in December last year. Extreme Rules is in October. Okay. But there's nothing yeah, no. in September or um, December, huh? We just had a pay-per-view last weekend. It was September. Hold on. I have to finish oh, uh, yeah. my giant glass of whiskey <laughs> due to the fact that... I was thinking of the end of right. August, man. Yeah, I thought it was the end of August, man. I'm tripping. Tony is correct. Extreme Rules, October 8th, and then Survivor Series, November 26th, and then that's it. If you want to know if I'm right or wrong, ask Dan. Dan's pretty damn sure what I'm saying something that I know is a fact, or I'm just bullshitting off my fucking ass. No, I just want an excuse to drink the rest of my whiskey. <laughs> now I'm having. Now I know I'm having a loving influence on you after all these years. <laughs> what really, else you guys know, got? Do you know who his, his brother is? What about what about uh, how, how do you feel about the women's tag team division right now? Uh, do we gonna get we're gonna get uh, Sasha and Naomi back here at some point? Do you like the fact that Raquel and Aaliyah are the champions? I could totally see them taking those belts over um, over the girls over EO and Kai from Damage Control, which I like the name, I like the theme that they have right now. Um, I'd like to get to know Bailey better as well at a personal level, but I think it was good Ayo? for the division for Aaliyah. And Raquel to take, I said it, uh, to take those titles. Where where do you guys see that division going right now? Because I think that's a commodity that they could use to benefit their popularity, their ratings even more so than they do. I think it's an underutilized division. I think there is no division and it's bullshit. And they should have taken, taken the opportunity to get rid of the titles altogether. Now, it will be a great way to reintroduce Sasha and Naomi when they eventually and inevitably come back but other than that like they're nobody's cultivating women's tag teams like that's just not what this is I, I i just it's just a belt for having the sake of belts and it's too much i'm i'm perfectly fine with a women's tag team division but you need to have it so it's all three brands so if you just mixed the nxt and the wwe that would make things so much goddamn easier. It's kind of like, and yeah, this is the Belaz and me kicking in. It's kind of like Impact, where they have the Knockouts tag titles. You don't really have that many tag teams for the tag titles. Right now, it's on a mix, like a like a jumbled up, thrown together, like heel fucking tag team with Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo at the moment. Listen, right I'm now you saying... have thrown together Aaliyah and Raquel Gonzalez. Listen, I'm not saying the division doesn't need work. I'm just saying it's underutilized. And when you have a specific division, uh, considering it the entire women's division with no secondary title, what better way than to build storylines and feuds with a tag team division? It, it's 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 really simple. I mean, that that's my opinion on it. What do you think, Dan? Oh, you, I, I'm fine if they want to have a tag, but like, yeah, like Chris said too, you like there right now, there isn't really a division. So you have to promote the division. You have to get some teams together and do it, you know, and, and if they want to push for it and they make an effort to do it, it's, I think it could be perfect because 
yeah, they don't have secondary titles. Um, and right now they don't do enough with the women to have a Raw champion, a SmackDown champion, tag team champions, and then NXT, as much as I would love to have the tag titles across all three brands, like AJ said, you know, they don't promote NXT on the same level right now. So I don't like, I don't know if you can do that other than just, you know, having the, you know, they have a couple wrestlers, you know, come down to NXT and wrestle some matches, but I don't know if you can cross the titles at this point, you know, with the way you're promoting NXT versus the other two brands. Uh, so it makes it a little difficult. You're, you're, you know, limited to that, but they definitely don't have to add any more, but yeah, promote it gets let's get some tag teams let's actually do it and and make an effort to do it then and, and then you're good to go i think they could i think the opportunity is there but ever since they introduced them they have not made any effort so maybe that'll change with triple h i don't know chris you were gonna say something weren't you no i agree with dan i mean well okay i'm i'm gonna say this and it's probably gonna give me some heat in the iwc how many credible women do they really have? Like they've got a, a a top tier of women, and then you got the also rans underneath, and then everybody else is just there just because they feel like you have to have women on the show or else you're gonna get heat from people. You know what I mean? There's not that many great women's wrestlers on the roster. Like WWE clearly is 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 the class of women's wrestling, and for a long time that used to be Impact just to pop Adam there. But right now, like WWE is uh, is head and shoulders over everybody right now. And what you've got, what you, period you of time a, was that? What period of time was that when Impact was number one in women's wrestling? What period was roster wise? Tell me what years that was. Tell me. What was it? We'll say what. Because when's the last? When's the 2011, 2012? I wouldn't even say that. I would say like 20, 2009 to like 2013. When when did uh, Gail Kim and Austin Gail Kong? Kim, when were they headlining pay per views? Uh, I'd be like 2008, 2009. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. that's why I said like 2006 through about 2011. <laughs> what I'm going to maybe. say, what I'm going to say to defend Impact, because I know Tony's going to have a heart attack when I defend Impact. When they had the WWE Divas title, and, gentlemen, and now the rules to King of the Mountain. I'm not doing that. I wanted to, but I didn't want to do that as a trivia question. But when they had the Divas title, the not. Knockouts division was so much better. But I mean, like like Dan said, man, and I think you said it as well, Tony, like they don't have enough credible women for two world titles, let alone adding the tag titles in there. And it, it just said. is what it is. Well, somebody That's said that I shit. Said. That's That's what what I said yes. they don't have a secondary title to support the heavyweight the the world title storylines. They have plenty of women to do this. They, just have they to don't do it. though. They oh, don't. They, they do. Like they have, they have oh, plenty they of could. women, but have, how many? That's what I mean. They got to promote it. They got to have. They got to have the matches out there and the storylines to make besides want to actually the, watch the other women wrestle because the, they don't. What brand is Liv the champion of? Y'all really want to? Y'all, y'all really want to watch uh, Zelina Vega, okay, Alexa besides, Bliss, Barnburner? Yeah, okay, cool. I, and Alexa not, Bliss is over, but come on, come on. No, man. but you put him in a tag. Tag team, and you build a storyline and a be. feud. Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez, Ramirez, Sanchez, Thompson. This could is from both a guy of them who wants together, to do man. a trios title run with me. 
No, I said Freebird rules, man. We're a tag team. <laughs> we We're already a tag team, and you're not in it. <laughs> yeah, we can Freebird the trio's titles. Come on. You're not even in the fucking conversation, Creamsicle. Yeah, yeah, man. Just be quiet but, when the adults are talking, okay? No, 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 <laughs> and he called himself AJ. Like, what the fuck? Styles. I, I don't know. I get the obvious, motherfucker. <laughs> Anybody have any comments on Worlds Collide? Uh, how'd you guys like the unification matches? I, I thought Mandy looked phenomenal with her picture by the pool with nothing but her two belts. Uh, of course you did. You didn't? <laughs> I plead the fifth of Jack. I don't know about you, but my peony just went, huh? <laughs> did it do the same thing with uh, when Sean Mike did the same thing? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was too young for that, thank you. So why were you looking at it, man? Why'd you buy the magazine then, sir? I didn't Not buy shit with the articles. <laughs> Just because oh, this is called Creamsicle does not mean yeah, I yeah, creamed. Yeah. No but more thoughts on NXT no, no, Worlds Collide. I'm, That's fine. No, I'm, I'm just bullshitting, but real quick, shout out to Rick O'Shea and Carmelo Hayes, which opened the show. That's literally the only match I watched. I feel like it's the only match I needed to watch. Where that was, was that, phenomenal. Where was that match on the show? The first match. Mm, who said that that was going to be there? Who gives a fuck? Well, why are we here then if not to brag about what we predicted? Sorry, you don't have anything to brag about this week, pal. Sure. I'm I'm more happy of the fact Braun actually won the title. <laughs> Last thoughts from the wrestling weekend under the WWE umbrella because we're gonna take a quick break and come back and talk about some tire fire that's happening uh, over on the Turner stations. Anybody? A lot Nothing. of good matches, man. It was really, yeah. I mean, a lot of good wrestling weekend. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think we said it, if you're a fan of wrestling, this was a great weekend. Yeah, if, if if you want a big boy match, go watch Clash of the Castle. If you want, like, some good matches, just watch the pay-per-views in general. Oh, good lean-in and head nod to fucking oh. viewers. Love that. A list of viewers. What am I, AJ? The listeners love that shit. Go pee. What the fuck are you talking about? I haven't done a dog fuck thing. Fucking pants on too, Winnie the Pooh. Both our viewers must be thrilled. Episode 340 DWI podcast. com forward slash the chair shot. Check it out. When we return, we will unfortunately talk AEW. We'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I think AEW is crappy. Could have said that. I don't really have, have that for a while. Else. I don't really have anything else to say. Did you people expect no. anything less? And all I can say is the only reason we're talking about this story about AW is because this is happening. Now, is I, have it no, because... I, have no, I have nothing else to say. You guys do whatever you want with this segment. I'm, I'm, 
Now, is it because of the interim on top of interim fucking champions? Is it because they had a fucking trios title that it makes no sense why they even had a trios title other than the fact that they wanted to promote the elite? Or is it because CM Punk has been the fucking whining child of professional wrestling since 20 fucking 11? If, if I may speak for Tony here, he's going to say yes. That's going to be his answer. Correct. But, um, but, but, but keep going. I mean, there's so much I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this, man. I do feel sorry for Pretty Tony, even though this was a monster of his own creation. But just sitting there watching him cringe during that press conference, then the way shit went down, like went down. I don't hate CM Punk like apparently the rest of the IWC is. I've never hated CM Punk. I I've never really understood why everybody hated CM Punk so bad. I'ma just say this, pretty Tony, if this gets back to you, man, I think you kind of fucked up on Wednesday, bro. You kinda gotta steer into the skit. Do you guys know why Brock Lesnar was the biggest thing in wrestling when he came back in 2011? Because he had an an air of realism. Because he went out into the UFC, became UFC heavyweight champion. So when he came back, he had that air of realism. You were literally gifted a gift by the wrestling gods in this situation. Think Edge. Hell, Edge became a main eventer off the the you know the storyline, the real life storyline between himself, Lita, and Matt Harley, and that whole love triangle shit. You were gifted a gift by the wrestling gods. You have to steer into the skid Nobody? right now. Nobody. You, you guys are just going to let Matt Harley go. We were saying you missed us I laughing. A, I was making Matt a larger Hardy, point. That entire fucking situation. What, what you got against the Harley boys, man? <laughs> that that was actually just a goof, man. I wasn't even doing that on, you know, trying to be funny. That was just a goof. But y'all understood what I'm saying. Like, I was making a larger point, Tony, before you came and interrupted me. But, yo, you, you got the... This is when you put your big boy pants on, pretty tone. You got to sit these melon farmers down and say, hey, look, I'm paying you melon farmers a lot of fucking money. I'm the boss. We're going to make some money off of this. I'm paying y'all a lot of money. It's time for y'all to return the favor and for me to get a return on my investment. And you, you got to rock with this. The The most ironic thing about this is CM Punk might be donezo because every time he wins the belt, he gets hurt. So it might be a wrap for CM Punk, and you might not be able to get anything out of this, but you got to try because this is the most that people have been talking about AEW since AEW became a thing. Everyone now is turning on AEW because of CM Punk's bullshit. I'm sorry, but when the person has complained multiple times about what the fuck is going on in the company that he is in... You kind of have to cut the cancer from the fucking source. And yes, he's a cancer in my opinion. I'm saying hey, that right now Cody on air. Cody left. And, and and Pretty Tony took all the darts for Cody leaving, but maybe that's what it was. Maybe he which, fell out with, you know, with your mans. With, you know, uh, Tony, Omega and Matt Tony Nick. doing what he did for Cody <laughs> makes sense. And, you know. Tony doing what he did for Cody makes sense because if it wasn't for Cody, AEW would never be in, would have never been a thing. No, that's bullshit, man. That's Jericho. Jericho gave them credibility. That's why that shit. Jericho got on. did give him credibility, but if it wasn't for Cody saying like, "Hey, let's do stuff," then if it wasn't let's... for Jericho, that shit would be NWA, man. 
it'd be we'd be watching that shit on YouTube. It'd be MLW. We'd be watching that shit on YouTube, trying to catch it when we can catch it. That they fair. that, yeah. I'm I'm going to say fair on that, but Cody pushed it. Cody made sure a lot of things happened, and when he left, Tony defended him perfectly fine. CM Punk happens. CM Punk makes a random tweet last year saying like, hey. Hey, we need to work together with our, our, our teammates and, and everything else, our coworkers, to make sure we make a bigger bond. And then he does this bullshit. So you're just going to negate that perhaps the elite are just bitches? Just whiny little bitches? And, and always, I, I have, we, we can't act like, because, okay, the press conference, man, that it was a lot of shit built up. And he took a lot of shit over the way the the situation played out with Cocabana. But! What if he wasn't wrong and he had to sit there and eat shit for years on top of years on top of years? Plus, you got a, a contingency of the IWC that blames him for everybody turning on Roman Reigns, which that's bullshit as well. I'm not saying CM Punk's not a dick. Of course he's a dick. He'd probably be the first to tell you he's a dick. But what if he wasn't wrong? He handled the situation very wrong. Yes, we all can agree everybody handled it wrong yeah you also can't have the the vice presidents of a goddamn corporation running up in you and kicking in the door waving the 4-4 and all you heard was a steel don't hit don't bite me no more like you can't have that either like nobody really comes out of this smelling like a rose in this situation i'm no, just saying what if cm punk isn't necessarily the problem what if there's a problem with the elites because he can't be the only one in that locker room that has the same concerns. He's the only one that can really voice them because of the money he's making and the position that he holds. He, I'm not saying Punk is necessarily the problem in all of this. I'm going to say this. He's not necessarily the problem in all of this. Because if we go back to New Japan, Bullet Club was... I'm going to go back in time when Kenny Omega was the leader of Bullet Club. He had no say in what happened in the Bullet Club. Absolutely nothing involving the Bullet Club was anything Kenny Omega said. It was all out of ghetto and everything else in New Japan for wrestling as a management. The elite was Kenny Omega. So he might have a say in that. He might have gotten into pretty Tony Khan's ear and said, like, hey, let's win the the trio's title because, you know, I just came back. I wanted to show that I'm 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 healthy. I'm worth it. I can do this. And Punk did what he did. Perfectly understandable, perfectly fine. I'm not saying that I'm defending either side. I'm just saying when you have a giant fight backstage when you're supposed to be a, a giant work-together group of people, that's going to make so many rifts, so many problems, and so many other negative annotations happen within your locker room or even within your management where it's i have to get rid of one or the other i'll put it to you like this man and i, I say this a lot i used to say this a lot when i was life coaching as well resentment grows in the spaces left by things left unsaid this was it was a powder keg this was the tipping point but these issues, this th th Sunday was just the tipping point, man. Like, this didn't just come out the blue. And I can guarantee you, you really think that this was the first time that Pretty Tony had heard those opinions voiced by CM Punk right there at the podium? 
Of course not. Like, this is a culmination of a lot of things and a lot of frustrations on all sides, and it just kind of exploded. On the surface, it looks like a bad thing, but ultimately this is a good thing, Pretty Tony, if you're able to grab the rails here and figure out how to make to make some money off this shit. The only thing that I'm going to say out of this, out of Tony Khan's actual expense, which I'm going to defend, is no news, especially in the wrestling world, is bad news. So if you can draw more people in... Be like, oh, wait, there's turmoil between this. Oh, we're going to get more Moxley, more Jericho, and we just lost our trios titles to the uh, Death Triangle. Triangle? Death Triangle. Fuck off. And controversy creates cash. Which is why. Speaking of the Death Triangle, speaking of the Death Triangle, since. Really? Since Pac has. Shit about Death Triangle, man, really? Well, well, I think you might. Since Pac has two titles now, is he Tupac? I've yeah, well, seen that joke, well, and thank God that is not actually a trivia question where Pac is technically the first two, the two belt person of uh, AEW. Yes, we, we all saw that, Tony. Very good. You're very clever. Yes. That was poetic. <laughs> that was poetic justice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now really you, that was good. Jesus only, had only, absolutely nothing to do with this. Chris, Chris <laughs> Only fifty. Only fifty percent of the audience will get that one. Trust me. <laughs> and only thirty-five percent of the audience will get what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll close out the AEW topic here and CM Punk. Yes. For anybody Do that, that wants and then to. Don't let anybody else talk and just play a fucking commercial. For anybody that wants to say CM Punk's not at fault, I think CM Punk's a hundred percent at fault. And this goes all the way back to when he first started bitching in WWE about all the shit that was going supposedly going down, and it's continued till now. Everybody wanted to blame WWE. Everybody wants to blame AEW. Seems to be a little bit of a pattern here. As much as I as much as I like CM Punk as a wrestler, boy, it just seems like it's just happening again, and now it's coming out live on press conferences and shit like that. I hate to say it, but. This guy is too old, and he needs to be done. We don't need this shit. Like, no, we don't need to steer him to a skid. He just needs to go away. Like, I don't. I think he's 100% the problem. And everybody was blaming WWE when he was there, and he was bitching about it. Everybody's now going to start blaming AEW because he's the great CM Punk. Well, not so great anymore, is he? We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I didn't finish that last one quick enough, damn it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for thinking. Uh, 
<clears throat> don't worry. I'll catch up. Granted, I'm like three glasses of whiskey and a beer in, but hey, hey, look, we have phenomenal funky facts. Because we're not doing the other thing that we want. I'll, to I'll take uh, Steve DeBerg. Austin Eckler. Steve DeBerg. That's who that jersey is. That's a Steve DeBerg. It is not a Steve DeBerg. Okay, hold on. There it is. D, lowercase E, capital D, lowercase Erg, DeBerg. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is the last Christmas gift that I ever got out of my Guys, I don't think it's AJ Belaz anymore. I think it's AJ DeBerg. No, that's fair, so that's why you hold on to it. That's fair. It's, but you still go less... get these jokes, bro. You oh, still yeah. go get these. <laughs> I, will, I will take every joke known to the man here. But I, I have trivia. For the few weeks, we are not going to have trivia due to the fact that we're going to have our top 100 male wrestlers of all time in WrestleMania history. WrestleMania era. Era, era yeah. Because it's going to have Japan. It's going to have... Mexico, oh, it's gonna have America, it's gonna have a bunch yeah, of different fucking people. <laughs> it ain't gonna have Steve DeBerg. I'm glad you brought it up. Let me just let me just throw this out there real quick. So what we're what I've done is we're gonna have it we have at least ten personalities from the chair shot. We got top one hundred lists from them. What I'm doing is if someone votes someone for first, they get hundred points. If you vote them for second, they get ninety nine. If if you vote them for uh, 70th out of 100, they, they get 31 points. Do the math, okay? You get 100, you get one point. So that way, whoever has the most points is going to be able to have our master list, the Chair Shot 100. And that's what we're calling it. The Chair Shot 100 presented by the DWI Podcast. And for the next 10 weeks, we're going to reveal it 10 at a time, ascending up towards the top 10. So I want to thank everybody that's done their list, everybody that's about to give me their list as well. This has been a really interesting process. I think it's going to be a lot of great content. We're going to try and publish these lists. Maybe some of us will collaborate and do some writing about what our thoughts were, but it's going to be a good time. So expect a lot of really cool guests the next few weeks and a lot of great conversation about the last 40 years of professional wrestling. Give or take. So, yeah. So apart from this on air backstage meeting but uh so we're not going to be discussing our individual list we're going to be con- discussing the compiled chair so shot this is, comes out yeah of this. so right and this is how this is going to happen is we're going to next week we're going to run down 100 through 91 we're going to start at 100 and then we're going to reveal up, up and up and up and what we're going to do is with whoever's on the show we're going to be able to tell you that well, this person I had here, this person I didn't have on my list as opposed to where they are on the list. So the people that are making the list will get talked about in that order. And as for being on the show, we'll be able to talk about our list from week to week and where we had everybody. And that's why I'd like to try and get different people that came up with their list to come on and at least be guests in that segment as well. So I think it'll be a really fun way to get a great perspective on a lot of different fandoms, um, age-wise. Um racially as well i think that's something to think about too and and i don't just mean whether you're black or white or hispanic i mean whether you enjoy american wrestling or latino wrestling or japanese wrestling or european wrestling so i think it's going to be a really interesting dive into that broad spectrum that it has been professional wrestling and i say 40 years because yeah 85 was mania but you know 
there was a couple years coming up into Mania that kind of built towards that area starting and why things kind of developed into the way they were. So it's going to be interesting to see everybody's take on that. So two things, and then I'm going to mute myself. I'm just going to get this out the way right now. The thoughts, opinions reflected by Christopher Platt. No, 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 no. Let me say this. The thoughts, opinions reflected by the chairshot.com, its staff, its associates and its affiliates does not necessarily represent those of Christopher Platt. And number two, <laughs> this list about to be some bullshit. I don't think it's so. Basically, I think it's going to be really good, actually. I think It's like more it. or less going to be an average of what we think each wrestler is going to be. So if how, 100 I mean, is your how number, else like would you, 30? How else would you do it, Chris, to come up with a list for the chair shot? Tony, there is no better way to do this, and this is why, you know, publications come up with these lists because they create controversy and they create conversation. I'm just saying, I already know this list going to be. I'm going to think this list is some bullshit. I'm just putting it out there. I'm glad you're excited. Call it a preemptive strike. We, we can yeah, still well, talk, and then we'll have an empty strike and a post-emptive strike Either. as well from you. I, I'm not worried. You, you, are, you like Jerry Seinfeld at Appetites with strikes. You never fucking run out of them. Do ya? I probably would have went with uh, Gorbachev. Shout out to Gorbachev. I think he just got up out of here recently. Or uh, uh, who else strikes a lot? Tommy Hearn struck, struck a lot. Sonny Liston. Mike Tyson. AJ, the sooner you ask somebody to pick a question, the sooner <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, yeah, door, I'm just gonna keep door one like, I think Oh, and Chris, God. I think AJ and Dan, yeah, door yeah, one, they have door more door power eight. than they door, actually do. Door number three. Door number three. Yeah, because, you know, Dan, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because Dan's just a nice guy. He's just going to let me go off. You, the other motherfucker, to tell me to shut the fuck up. And you, then I don't think AJ realizes sometimes he's got to tell me to shut Chris, the fuck I'd up. I'd love you to shut the fuck up right now so we can do tricks. <laughs> exactly. So we can get out of here. All right. I don't think so, I ever said it so politely, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> that effort still wasn't a place. Sadly, because we were supposed to have someone on here, I made this question specifically for them. Oh, he was only going to do the one segment. He was never going to. I know, I know. But what is the only championship Braun Strowman is missing to become a Grand Slam champion? And if people don't know, uh, big boss man Greg DeMarco was supposed to come on to do Strowman's favorites. Hopefully he can come on next week or the week before, or not before, after. Sorry, I've been drinking, but maybe he'll still do it. Who knows? Hopefully he will. Issue, issue with this question is, yeah, hopefully he'll come on, but there's two sets of damn near every title, so that's where shit gets a little convoluted. Well, Platt, are we counting the main the title? Grand Slam the Grand Slam includes a world, two mid card, and a tag. That's what the Grand Slam consists of. Not okay. including twenty four seven. Okay. Well, here's the yeah, that's the answer. You got the answer right. So what's your fucking problem? Yeah, exactly. Everyone got the answer right. It's the U.S. title. Hey. Braun Strowman held the Intercontinental, the Universal, and the tag titles with Nicholas. What's the first one you said? Intercontinental. Intercontinental. I got you, Tony. And then a month afterward, he beat Goldberg for the Universal. So, Tony, since you had to remind me, mm -hmm. you get to pick the next door, one or two. Uh, Mark Andrews. 
Don't think that's a fucking <laughs> pick here. It's one or two. That's total BS. Door number one. All right. Who was the latest Grand Slam champion? Tyree Kill. Sorry, that's my team. I'm done now. Through the old format. The old format meaning the European title and all of that jazz. Who was the last? Who was the last, was the last person to win the Grand Slam cha- championship through the, the old, old school format? Okay. So not the United States championship. Here's for Max. <laughs> well, I did. It came out soft. Speaking of Mags, you guys, uh, Hulu is streaming Wrexham FC, which is the team that Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds took over. It's a really interesting watch, especially if you have it on Hulu. There's 20 minutes, no commercials, so check it out. It's pretty cool what they're doing over there. Cobra Kai is back on Netflix, too, so y'all can go check that out. Season 5, I believe. Yeah, Andrew and I need to watch the new season. and streaming reviews. Now on DWI Podcast. Not bad. So, hey, we're evolving. Ever evolving. That's a good time to do it. The old school format. Platt says RVD. Not HBK. RVD might be right, but I think it's... Tony says Kurt Angle. Sadly, no one got a point on this because... Who the hell is the big show? What? Huh? When he no. yes, when for the intercontinental that wrestling. Yeah. Speaking, oh, speaking of the big shoe, second. speaking of the big shoe, I'd like to shout out to my pal, having a cart, on Twitter. I believe that's pretty close to what his handle is. To the back and forth we had, renaming wrestlers with shoe in their name, and uh, I will find it on Twitter and tell you the list that we came up uh, before the end of the show. It was. Quite epic. Shuke Nakamura. Ladies Darn and gentlemen, it. this ruin it. is Shoe. Oh, um, Sullivan Show. Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, let's finish trivia first. Sorry. All right, so the last question. Who has the most WWE World Heavyweight Championship reigns, the big gold belt in, w- in WWE, who has the most reigns with that? Who has the most reigns with the big gold belt in WWE? Correct. In WWE, okay. There. Granted, he never won that iteration of the title. He only has the big gold. Alright, that's the that. end of the song. And if you actually know what my first and middle name is, you get the answer correct here. Uh, Dan says Triple fucker. H. Plus says Randy Orton. And Tunney says... It's- it's Edge. I have. I'm scrolling. It's Edge. Yeah. It is Edge. Yeah. Edge's real name is Adam Joseph. That's what the AJ stands for for AJ Belaz. Everyone has one point, but I do have a tiebreaker question. Oh. Here we go. How many World Heavyweight Championships did Edge win? 
PC Tony just oh, looked it how up. Many, so. How many big total or big gold belt? Big gold belt. Okay. Did Edge has win? to be big gold. Did that I don't Edge remember him ever being WWE world champion. He beat Cena. That's the first fucking time he won the title with the spinner. Yeah, for the big Goldie, yeah, that man. Was, that was that WWE, was Goldie. not big Goldie. Yeah, but that you don't remember. You don't remember Edge with Big Gold, and he's won it more times in WWE than anybody else. Oh, blow me! I say eleven. No, that's how many times he's a world won. champion. Fine, ten. <laughs> no, I think it's. <laughs> All right, so Dan says five. Tony says. I think it's. Let's see the picture. I dropped. How many? I literally just said it, motherfucker. I said 10. Tony, how many? He said six. Tony is the closest without going over. He is a seven-time world (sighs) heavyweight champion with the big gold belt. Well, this week, guys. This week has been bad because Tony fucking won. Here we go. What? Open the haircut, hippie. I plan on it. Before you play that Seinfeld clip. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, We got uh, Big Shoe. We got Jerishu. We got Miz Shoe. We got Shoe Miz. We got Shoe McIntyre. We got the whole effing shoe. We got Shoe Boo. We got Shoe Shin Thunder Liger. We got Super Dragon. We got Sashu Banks. Shoe Sational Sherry. Shoe Nerico. Shamoa Joe, the Shoe Meanie, and Shoe World Order, and Michelle McShoe, hashtag Lay Shoe. Dan, please say Big Shoe. Shoe Miss? What about, about Shoe Miss? What about, what about Shoe Day? The, <laughs> the Shoe Day. day. <laughs> it's a Shoe Day, yes. Hold on, I, I'm wrong. There's more. There's, more. There's, a more. There's a couple more, and then you can go to a commercial, or you could just go to the Seinfeld clip, actually. Uh, shoe Dudley. Because there's a oh, well, shoe med Johnson, one of my favorites from the panel, the shoe stopper, and the one that made me tap out, the red shoester. Red shoe diaries. That's red roosters roasters. It's gonna make Kenny Rogers <laughs> roasters make him run for his that, money. Yeah. After oh, all I that, I I could that. really go for some Hennigans. I gotta do a commercial for this stuff. <laughs> Mmm. Boy, that Hennigan goes down smooth. <laughs> and afterwards, you don't even smell. That's right, folks. I just had three shots of Hennigan's and I don't smell. Imagine, you can walk around drunk all day. That's Hennigan's. No smell, no tell, scotch. <laughs> Say you got a big job interview and you're a little nervous? Well, throw back a couple of shots of Hennigan's and you'll be as loose as a goose and ready to roll in no time. And because it's odorless, why, it'll be our little secret. A-T-double-N-R. Yeah, that'll do. One of the greatest... I, I edited those two together because in between, uh, Kramer grabs George after he walks into the apartment and is like, Hey, you! I want to tell you something. I want to tell you that you're great. Except on the back. And it's just one of the greatest things that 
Kramer does in this series is those Hennigan things. Um, Chris even told me, we always, some of these episodes you don't have to watch every week. I, I try to, so I can get the talking points, but I understand you don't have to rewatch all of them, but he already knew this was the Hennigan's episode. And he, he was warning me that shit was going to go down. If the clip I pulled this week wasn't Hennigan's. And I said, you just have to wait and find out. And Chris, I like to think I delivered for you today. You more than delivered, but the funniest part about the whole bit is 45 seconds later, later he's passed out on the couch. After taking a few shots. <laughs> I had three shots of Hennigan's, what are you? <laughs> I was going to say, currently me at the moment with three shots of whiskey. And the Hennigan's led to George banging the cleaning lady, which ultimately led to his demise, the job he just got. Was that wrong? Is that frowned upon? Because I'm going to have to claim ignorance here. <laughs> no, knowing George, no, that's not frowned upon. Come on. We, we know better than that. If it's free, it's for him. Hey, man, if they don't have videotape, man, your best bet is to, to deny. Don't tell on yourself, sir. Your body uh, count may be like seven higher because of that. Dan, would you like to explain to the to the listeners the continued evolution of George's thriftiness? Well, you know, Elaine gets him a nice job at Pendant Publishing, uh, very easily done, and of course he has to get her something, right, to say thank you. And they're all shopping, and uh, he comes across a nice cashmere sweater that's on sale for eighty five dollars. And they're all wondering well, why. Mark down from 600. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and so the lady, he asks why it's marked down so much. And the lady's like, oh, it's because there's a little red dot right here. And of course, George is like, where? I don't see anything. And Jerry's like, well, yeah, obviously, now that you pointed it out, I can see it. And so George was like, hey, you think she's going to notice? Nah, they're not going to notice. And Jerry, you're not going to say anything, right? So of course. He buys the cashmere sweater for her as an early Christmas present to say thank you. Without revealing the fact that it was only $85. And there, there's a red dot on there. But, you know, and he's like, well, you know, money's no object. What's money? Is, I think was his line when she says thank you. He's like, what's money? And, of course, uh, you know, Kramer, being Kramer, as we know from hundreds of other episodes... The first thing he does when he sees things, he blurts it right out for everybody. Hey, what's that red dot on your shirt? <laughs> hey, what's that red dot on there? And both Jerry and George Eddie look at him like, Hennigan's. what the fuck? <laughs> what was George's excuse? He's like, oh, when I went eventually down the road, right? Like he, he, he he's, he's like, oh, I was so sick that day. I was seeing red dots on everything. Yes, I, could... I see red dots on everything. Yeah, she got him with the the old like Looney Tunes gag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, well, they oh, had Jerry. Yeah. Me, oh, okay. She had Jerry. Oh, now <laughs> I know. Yeah. Did he buy it already knowing? And Jerry paused for a second, and he's like, "She's like, ah, ah now I know the truth." <laughs> and so she caught him. <laughs> Wasn't Elaine's boyfriend also at the time an alcoholic? Yes. Good transition because I wanted to get to that's the other part of the story, right? The beginning is George and Jerry showing up to Elaine's Christmas party at her work. That's how George gets the job. Elaine's put in charge of hiring somebody. She wants George to come in. You got to remember, 
George and Elaine now have newfound friendship because they can hang out alone together, right? So everything's all good. She's very comfortable with George, which is a big thing with women. They're not comfortable around you. They don't want you to fuck around. Period. End of story. Take that for what it's fucking worth. Here's the deal, though. Jerry gets the watch. You just said some real ass shit, Tony, and you need to say it again for the fellas in the back. Like, well, seriously, that's some real ass shit. I'm, 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 I'm over 40 now. I don't fucking rewind for fucking jabronis. <laughs> so listen up when I fucking talk. Or don't, because most of the time it's bullshit. Um, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> well, Tony better tell somebody! Jerry is put in charge of Elaine's drink while she goes to introduce George to her boss. Her drink, wasn't she dating Dick as well? It, and it's hilarious. His name is Dick, by the way. Like, that that can't be yes. on accident. They're having a fling. <laughs> They're having a fling. Okay, so it's funny because, like, she's like, watch my drink. And Jerry's like, okay. But she, Jerry has no idea he's an alcoholic at the time. So... This guy, no, I yeah. thought she told him before he asked her to he uh, oh, Elaine right. asked him he to watch know. his drink. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'll be I'll put it to you this way. In Jerry's defense, if I'm an alcoholic, I'm making sure I'm grabbing my own drink and not grabbing something like that. And he could tell there was vodka in there. Fucking a. So let's just continue on with the suspension of disbelief as opposed to my real world views. Jerry puts the glass down when he shouldn't have the alcohol. Alec picks up the drink. He starts drinking. He ends up going crazy. But that's an interesting part because they play on the whole Cape Fear thing at the end of the episode. Where he's dragging a Christmas tree down the fucking hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's funny as fuck. And even 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 the off the wagon alcoholic can see there's a red dot on the sweater. But they bring it all back around, much like a Disney movie. Seinfeld is not about the sadness. By the end of the episode, not only has Dick heckled Jerry, but he's come full circle. He's back on the wagon drinking coffee and smiling like a sober motherfucker at the end of the show. I still think it's hilarious though that dude's name was Dick because he was addicted to Jerry pre-vodka. Yeah. Like when they were just sitting there chopping it up. Oh, I bet I'm funnier than you. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> what that, was, that's one of the, it was, one of the things this, that most stands like out this, to me. This guy that. and then you're Jerry and I'm Jerry. Right, nah, I'm Jerry. And then, of so course, he shows Jerry. up drunk as a skunk and heckles him at you know at his at his uh, show, which further furthers the reason why this guy's name is Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It's funny they should have called him Richard when he was sober and Dick when he was. And then Dick when he got drugged. That's that would have been good. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything? Yo, shout out to George for banging the cleaning lady, man. That's yeah, kind of cool. Right. And she's Colombian. She was probably all talking that that you well, know that she, Hispaniola so, to his ass mid quarters. Like that's always hot. And so a couple comes, Hennigan so she, shots, you know. She, she comes over and I say and I say hello, and then she starts vacuuming and her hips are swiveling. Her breasts and are, her breasts are. What does Jerry say? Convulsing. It's like, no, it's like, oh, I'm just trying to help paint a picture here. Yeah, I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> Next thing I know, she's mopping the floor and, and, with and me. He goes, oh, the sex, he goes, he goes, the sex, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, the sex wasn't bad, but then I threw up. That's the right, that again. Jerry goes, well, good thing the cleaning lady was there. <laughs> the cleaning lady was there. <laughs> Pop. I mean, it's, it's just, it's oh, one of, so good. I mean, I would, 
I have gone out and ranked every episode of Seinfeld like Joey Bag of Donuts did. Shout out to Joey. We love Joey. We'll have to get him back on. Uh, he will be on, actually. He he put it. He's Joey submitted a list. So Joey will be on one of these 10 weeks. So thank you for that. Uh, Pittsburgh Zone. Good luck this weekend. To you just Steelers. made the list. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going that far. But, but would you guys say this is in the top 10 percentile of your it would be in my top 10 percentile of Seinfeld episodes. Maybe you think it's a little lower or higher. I don't know. That would mean I think there's 200 plus episodes. That means like top 25 ish. I think yeah, I think be. this would definitely be in my top 15 or 20. Yeah, easily. Yeah, there's so many pieces of this episode that go that go on that are fantastic. You know, each piece, like you said, you know, the Hennigan's part is just this little bit. It's just that side bit that's just almost, you know, trumps the rest of the stuff. And the rest of the stuff is still funny, too. It's crazy. It's one of those episodes where just every every part of it has got just a funny bit. So there was 180 episodes. Would you say it's in the top 18? 18 see this is when it gets hairy that's, like I, that's when you that's when you're like yeah i want to know what the other 25 yeah, well, or 24 are right uh top top 15 to 25 definitely i i hesitate maybe top 18 i hesitate to put it in the top 10 because i feel like the series got funnier the more they established the characters if that makes sense there is something yeah. to be said here on argument seinfeld wise of were the best episodes like seven, eight, nine, or were the best episodes like the end of three through five and a half? Because there's some weird shit that goes on at the end of five, and six is not one of my favorite seasons, I'll tell you that right now. That's just me. Yeah, no, that's a good question, man. I don't really have an answer for it. I do like a lot of the later seasons, but that, yeah, I love the the later seasons. Like, I love seven through nine because, like I said, the the characters were fully established. And at the same time, my favorite episode of all time, to which we did an homage to on this show in the weirdest fucking way possible that nobody probably could wrap their head around to listen to, was was to the yeah the backwards episode. So we even did a backwards DWI, which. These guys are probably like, yeah, just tell us what to do. This is fucking weird. That might be my favorite episode, too, Quiet as Kept. I never I, want I'm, to record I'm an just saying, like that again. <laughs> I'm just saying that was by far the greatest episode that I ever did because I actually knew about that Seinfeld episode. So. All right. Good discussion today on Seinfeld. I really like that. Let's talk about what's coming up here, the subway. I, I had a hard time remembering this one, but this is where Kramer gets the race tip, and they all go their own separate ways from the subway. So this one is something I'm going to have to watch, even if I wasn't running it, because I don't remember a lot of the stuff. But we up, upcoming the rest of the season, let me just let me let you just run it down, and we can close the show out here. The Pez dispensers up after that. That is phenomenal. Yes, the suicide. The fix up. We're going to hit the boyfriend. That's the Keith Hernandez episodes. There's two of them. We're going to do that in one week. Okay. So that week, we're going to do two episodes in one. After that, we got the limo, hilarious, the Good Samaritan, the leather, the letter. The parking space is one of my fucking favorites ever. Yeah. You know, you're a real yes. phony. Um, that's a fucking great one. And then the keys. The keys, which send us, which is so awesome because that care, that. That doesn't that episode doesn't the keys doesn't finish itself till the beginning of next of the next season is where Kramer goes to California. Um, so that is a fucking amazing 
fucking end of season three. That's why I say the end of the, the rest of season three through through most of five for me is a, is a really nice sweet spot that we're in right now. So like strap strap your fucking Seinfeld helmets on. We're we're going to war. The parking space is that's not the one where Jerry and Elaine are at the bakery. That's the it? one. No, that's way later. This is the one okay. where Jerry orders the Mike Tyson fight and George and Jerry's neighbor. Oh, Kramer, yeah. They pull in. George is going to back in. This guy's going to fucking pull yeah. in parallel park. And then Kramer or George tell Jerry that Kramer's buddy called him a real phony. Yeah, I haven't like seen the that whole, one in a while. So the I whole episode is like the half an hour leading up to the Mike Tyson fight. Like this is like a, almost a real time episode. It, like as close as it could be for a early '90s sitcom. Yeah, I look forward to that. I haven't seen that one in a while. I know what you're talking about, though. Awesome sauce. All right, guys. Any NFL thoughts? Because I, I I did the inaugural chair shot NFL by myself this week, hoping that I can get my audio fixed by next week's because I got some really cool sound to go with a lot of stuff when everybody's going to be doing it with me. So uh, I fully expect Christopher Platt and Ray Cash to be. Chris will be with me all the time. Ray will be in when he can. I know AJ wants to contribute. Dan will want to be there when he can. So hopefully we're going to be able to be getting introspective looks into each pocket of the nation wide fandom that is football through the people that are on our network we have people in california arizona all over the east coast people from the midwest down south up north pick a corner of america and american football and we have someone that's either a fan or grew up or currently lives there so we got you fucking covered all right so make sure you're checking that out you can literally follow that it's easy it's probably one of our easiest tags ever on twitter at Chairshot NFL. Who would have thought that I could just go out there and grab that one? That was beautiful. I really, it was a great day for me. Um, I'm going to start with AJ, and then I'm going to throw it over to Chris, and then Dan. Your thoughts on week one? Try and keep it to about a minute and a half. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. And hey, football is upon us, everybody. The Bills decimating the Rams 31 to 10. The Rams not looking up to form, but hey, they're still a scary threat. The Bills are the early Super Bowl favorites, so I'm always up for that. But as we alluded to before, I'm wearing the creamsicle. I'm wearing the Buccaneers orange and white going on with the red and pewter. I feel like we're going to make a strong run into the playoffs because we still have Tom Brady. But hey, hey. We're going to be great. We're going to be good along with, I'm not going to lie, every person probably in the chair shot for the NFL. So you you, you go follow that, chairshotnfl.com. You can follow all of us on Podcast EWI along with everything the chair shot on the chairshot.com, articles, reviews, and the podcast as well. Go listen, go follow, go read. It's always something great. I wish I would have had the idea for us to do a knockout pool because those are always fun. Uh, y'all can find still me on Twitter. It. Yeah, you we still, still could. Maybe, maybe we need to do that, man. Throw that out there to the chair shot brethren, man. We can do our own little knockout I pool. Said, I said you could still do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not doing it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, folks? Continue to listen to the DWI podcast throughout the 
first season of the NFL while Chris bitches at me because I didn't do a fucking knockout pool. You heard the man. Hey, y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. Make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, go hard on Carolina this year. They're an underdog, but I, I have Carolina making the playoffs. So fuck Joe Biden. If you want to pay off your student loans, go hard <laughs> with the Carolina Panthers this season, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck the Panthers from the resident Buccaneers fan. I heard Christian McCaffrey already tore an ACL, so he's out for the season, I think. <laughs> he was reading the newspaper off, this morning in the, the, <laughs> the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah, for uh, us in the Midwest, uh, you know, being a Packer fan, obviously the biggest question for us is going to be our wide receiving core and what's going to happen now that Devontae Adams is gone and is Lazard going to step up? How is our rookies looking with the uh, – Dubs and Watson, are they going to contribute anything? So I'm, I'm really interested to see how the wide receiving core works out this year. Um, hopeful, obviously. I think our defense has gotten better. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm just happy to be able to wake up on a Sunday and get ready for football again. So I'm super happy that football is back. It's best time of the year for for sports, in my opinion, because football is coming and basketball is right, coming up right after it. So. I'm just excited for the NFL, and you can follow me and yell at me if you want over the, all over the worldwide social media interwebs that it's me, DPP. There you have it. If you want to hear what I have to say about the NFL, go back and listen to that chair shot NFL. Um, I, <laughs> I was, I'm closing out the show, and I look up, and I'm like 50 minutes in, and I'm like, all right, wow. I guess I had a lot to say. So go ahead and check it out. I did fail you. Um, Thursday night. I, I thought the Rams were going to win that game. I thought they were going to win a close game at home. They were catching points and the defending Super Bowl champions are 14 and 2. Well, now they're 14 and 3 um, on them opening night games. So I, I went with that. You you know, you see something, you Fun. go with it till it goes the other way. They just laid an egg in the second I, half. I'm but not going to lie, Tony. You want to have a little I'm trivia? Almost, I'm done! Bye! But, but I did give you the under. Go ahead. I was going to say, fun fact, this is the first time that Sean McVay had a losing record. This is the first time he lost an opening round, so. Yes, he was. Nothing five from up from the Rams, right? Was 5-0. and oh. Was 5-0. and oh. All right. Here's to the Buccaneers losing. Here's to the Browns losing. Fuck you. Here's to, here's to the Packers Oh, just Wait, why are you saying fuck you? The, bang, the Bengals of... are playing the Steelers. Why are you saying fuck you? I'm from Cleveland, bitch. Okay, so why are you rooting for the Bengals? He said the Browns. Browns. What the fuck Dan. are you talking about? Play the music, Dan. At podcast DWI. <laughs> I, I didn't drink DWI enough. Number three forty. Don't drink and drive. Drink a podcast. That's you drink too much anymore. <laughs> Do not drink and drive. Drink a podcast, folks. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. I thought you were playing the music. You gotta play it. Yeah, I gotta talk over it. Turn up. You know, I gotta turn up. Talk. I don't to say anymore. Use your head. Hey, AJ, hey, shut up. Take off your Martin Romatica jersey. Dude, I. TheChairShot.com.
always use your head. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.